0: Welcome to Richard Ellis Talks with Richard Ellis. Richard's going to take the next few minutes to share some great words of hope, insight, humor, and relevance. In today's lost and searching world, that's something everyone desperately needs to hear. Speaking of that, we'd love to keep this conversation going with you anytime through our website, richardellistalks.com. In fact, there's so many ways to connect with us from there that you really need to check it out for yourself richardellistalks.com. But right now, let's go ahead and get things off and running with today's talk. Here's Richard Ellis. The title of today's message is Established
1: 1997. The word established means founded, built, or brought into existence. My home was established May 6th, 1988. Second biggest decision I ever made, and the second best decision I ever made was to marry Rebecca Jean she loves it when I say that Rebecca Jean Harrison and she said yes and we were off not by much but we were off and then this church what a privilege and so grateful for how God has shown up in so many ways I'd like you to turn to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16, and we'll pick up in verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So even in his question, he's telling them, it's not that I don't know who I am, I'm telling you I am, I am the son of man. But who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, meaning he had already been executed, but he's back. He's back. Some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah, or one of the prophets, like come back from the dead or something. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Okay, then forget all that. Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, son of Jonah, For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So let me stop here and tell you this. If you understand and you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, you didn't arrive at that by yourself. You can't figure that out by yourself. So if you believe that and you see that, what's the only way for that to be revealed to you? The Father who is in heaven reveals that to you. And I realize even when I'm sharing the gospel, this is the dumbest story you could possibly generate. And the Bible says about the gospel that it is foolishness to who? To those who are perishing, but to those who believe. It's the power of God into salvation. So don't hesitate to tell a foolish story that's changed your life. And let God worry about all that. So blessed are you. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So this gets taken to another extreme here. He calls him Peter, a rock, But what is the rock that he's building his church on, on a specific man, one man Peter, or on what Peter said on this rock? In other words, the declaration that you have said that you are the Christ, the son of the living God, that's what he builds a church on. And no other foundation can any man lay than that which has been laid, which is Jesus. So, if you don't start with Jesus as your slab, you got no superstructure. You got no slab, no foundation of Jesus. You're going to have some religious gathering, but it's not going to be a church. So, it has to all come back to Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the chosen one, the Son of the living God. He can't just be some guy. And then he goes on to say, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So, he gives Peter some authority, but it's Not the extreme that it's been taken to. So now there's another Peter, another Peter, another Peter. It's us. We're the body. He is the head. We got a head. That's all we need. We are the body. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. And by the way, that's no longer in effect. Don't think that's in effect. He had a reason then, but tell everybody. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples he must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes, And be killed and be raised the third day. So he starts talking about this. They know this is what's coming. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. Now remember, he just told Peter, rock what you've said. I'm going to build the whole thing on this. And now Peter's rebuking him. And he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. So he went from the rock to Satan pretty quick. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. You're thinking like a mere man, like, oh, I'm going to try to protect you from suffering in this challenge. That's not your job. That's how people think. That's not how I think. Then Jesus said to his disciples, and I've read this recently, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world, loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Assuredly, I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his glory. There's another gentleman in our midst today that we support from northern India. Sunil is here, his family's still there. and. I mentioned that he came here to Dallas Theological Seminary, came to study, came to prepare. And I'm not judging anyone, but so many people come from around the world to prepare to go reach their people, and they don't go home. They don't go back because it's easier here. He came. He went back. It could cost him his life. He could be beaten up for his faith, arrested, any number of things. The persecution's unbelievable. But what has he done? He's denied himself. He has taken up his cross and followed Jesus. That's what it's about. Go to Mark chapter 14, verse 30. And I'm going to read you a couple of these just to kind of give you some context how things changed with these people. Fourteen thirty says, Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you that today, even this night before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. Who's he talking to? The rock. The rock. Satan. <laughs> Who Satan had used to try to get to Jesus. And now, you know, you'll deny me. Well, that's not going to happen that's not possible he's the guy go down to verse 50 after all that shakes down jesus arrested then they all forsook him and fled everybody ditched ever shocked that you ditch everybody ditched doesn't mean you have to ditch but it happens and don't be so hard on people if they go down for a little bit i got hit pretty hard my brother's going through enough stuff to not bothering with anything but he's my brother and I called him and I started unloading because he's my brother and I said look, I know you got your own stuff but you're my brother and I got nowhere to go with some of this and he understood that and he appreciated that and so I started telling him and he listened and then he came back and talked me off, you know, not the quitting ledge but the discouraging ledge because we all get hit. Now, the thing about getting hit and being discouraged, even if you're Peter, he went down and realized what he had done, went out, wept, and after Jesus has been raised from the dead, Peter's out there fishing. Jesus goes out and fixes things with his friend, with the rock. Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Lord, you know I do. Sometimes he asks us to hear us saying it, not because he doesn't know it. He knows what's in our hearts. So sooner or later, if you're a Christian, this may have not happened to you yet. You're going to land not on your backside on the slab. You're going to land face down on the slab, and there's nowhere else to go. But thanks be to God, the slab is Jesus. And as a Christian, when you hit rock bottom, he is the rock bottom. There ain't no more bottom. There's nowhere less to go, nowhere else to go. So you think, well, I hit rock bottom. Well, look around. You're in the arms of Jesus. And he's not going to leave you, forsake you, abandon you. He says, okay, are you done? Let's get up. Let's go back to work. I got you. Acts chapter 1. So this is where the thing starts to move. Acts 1 verse 7. Go down there. And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So he's already telling them this thing is going to explode. Don't think it's just about Jerusalem or even the surrounding area of Judea, maybe Samaria. It's going to the whole planet. And look at it 2,000 years later, it's the whole planet. What he said came true. How is it possible? He puts his people everywhere. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up. A cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, this same Jesus, the one you saw go up, is the same one who will come back. Was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women And Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. And this is what I'm after. Altogether, the number of names is about 120. And they go on to pick someone to replace Judas Iscariot. So you got Jesus, you got 12 disciples. I've already mentioned you got maybe 70 that go out. So they're, you know, added all up. But at this point, you got 120 people. And these 120 people were tasked with taking the planet. Go to Acts chapter 2, verse 1. So this is a number of weeks after Jesus has ascended into heaven. He promised him power. Wait, wait, wait. Where's the power? Let me tell you something about power. When you get power, you'll know the wait's over. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues of fire, and one sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues or languages or dialects, that can be translated, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Power. Nobody questioned, you think that's what he was talking about? And then it's game on. Go to Acts chapter 2, verse 41. You say, well, what happened after that? Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. So pretty quick, this fire is lit. Acts chapter 4, verse 4, However many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. So now you've gone, these people are so crazy, they've gone from 120 people to 3,000, another 5,000, it just... Kaboom why because the power of God the message of the gospel people are hungry They're searching I run into people who cannot figure out why no one has told them about this Where are the Christians? Look at Acts sixteen five. So this has different translations, but the meaning is the same. So I love this so the churches were Strengthened and you may have the word established in the faith and increased in number daily Now, here's what's cool about this word strengthened. It's where we get our word stereo. And the word stereo, one of the things it means is solid. It means to make stable, firm, strong, strengthen, to confirm or establish in the faith. So what does it mean? So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. So what is supposed to be happening here? We are supposed to be strengthened in the faith And increase in number daily along the way we add people to that are you strengthened in the faith part of what i'm trying to do is encourage you and be strengthened in the faith now the same word the word where we get stereo from is in acts chapter 3 look at acts chapter 3 verse 1 go back a few pages Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who attended the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, money. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received stereo, strength. That word I just read you. The power to hold, to stand, and hold. Go to Acts chapter three, verse 16, same word. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, same word, established, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all, so even soundness. So what's supposed to be going on? So we're a church, we reach, try to reach the world. I'm telling you straight up, be a part of this church, I'm trying to reach the planet. I don't know how far it's going to reach, but we're going to make a run at it. And I make no apologies for that. So when you're a part of this, you're a part of this, but you're also part of that. There ain't no South Heaven. We're Christians. If you're a Christian, you say, well, the world, like, forget the world. You're up. You go first. Love people. Who cares what color they are? People say, well, you just saying all that. Let's go visit his church and see if that's real. Okay, go visit the church. Walk around here. See if they don't love each other. Now, we have plenty of people who come here and look around and go, oh, you know what, no, and they're out. I ain't going to church with a bunch of Mexicans, a bunch of black people, a bunch of crackers. I explained what a cracker was to a black dude day. he didn't even know. Crack of the whip. See, whether you know it or not, you're a part of something way bigger than just us. Because I, for one, can get up here and say some things I could not say if it wasn't us. I'd look like a complete fool i'm not saying we don't have our issues with each other but the holy spirit says well what is that that stinks why'd you think that about them you got no reason to think that about them because they're a different color what is that that's not me what are we doing romans one so you meet jesus and if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing what i've been trying to do for a very long time is to make disciples and at any given time i have a number of men that i am spending time with i have some now. And my job is to get these guys with strong stereo ankles and legs up under them so that they are established. They're not going to get knocked over and quit. They may get discouraged. I get discouraged. But they are up and running enough to take somebody else on and help them get up running enough. And this has been going on for a few thousand years, and I intend to keep it going because that's what the book says to do. You may not let me preach much longer, but you can't stop me from making disciples. That's none of your business. And if I'm laying in some nursing home somewhere and someone will come listen, I'll make a disciple till I can't breathe anymore. Because that's what he left us here to do. So you say, well, what am I supposed to be doing? I'm still on the planet. Well, Why don't you just read the book? It's pretty simple. I don't mean that. I mean, I want to do, you know, well, don't ask the question then. If you don't want his answer, don't read his book and see how that works out for you. Romans one eleven. For I long to see you, listen to Paul write to this church, I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established, that is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. When this church started, I met a guy back then, he was 20-something years old in uptown, never even came to this church. And he was flying high, money, job, job. Bada-bing, bada-boom. He was chasing it. No drugs, no alcohol, plenty of women, but he was in the fast lane. For 25 years, I have tracked this young man. Not so young anymore. And if I showed you my text strand, God didn't give up on him, and I didn't give up on him. And I would ping him, wouldn't hear back. I'd ping him, I'd hear back. And we sat down just a few days ago. He lives in San Diego, flew in. And we met, and his text to me now, you have no idea how much I appreciate you, how much I love you, I mean, I'm talking the words. So why do I want to impart some spiritual thing to him? Why do I love seeing him? Here's why. That is that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. So when you grow up, when you make it, when you engage, when you get hungry and thirsty and do something about it and ask him to fill you and you've got people around you trying to encourage that and then it happens there's no way to begin to explain to you how encouraging that is to a pastor to a father just to a friend because there are a lot of people that don't give a you know what but there's some who do and I'll take my San Diego buddy, slow moving, slow growing over 25 years over these bottle rocket people who show up all whoof, and then they're gone any day. Because long after I'm dead, if he don't die, he'll take my spot in the line. Who's going to take your spot in the line? Do you even have one to be taken? Second Peter 1.12 I should never have started this thing where I go left to right through the Bible because it gives impatient people hope that I might shut up soon. Oh, 2 Peter, that's near the back. Maybe he'll leave us alone. 2 Peter 1, same word. For this reason I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. Same word, stereos, established solid you're there that word actually means of persons to make steadfast in mind confirm strengthen all right jump to the back revelation 7. you know some people read the bible just kind of think, well i read the bible i read the bible for answers and for a lot of hope i'm not going to be here forever and if he didn't come back in my lifetime then this is where i'm headed Revelation seven nine, after these things I looked and behold a great multitude which no one can number, you can even count them if you tried, of all nations, tribes, peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the lamb, clothed with white robes with palm branches in their hands. I'll be there, I'm gonna be right there, that's me. I'm gonna be one of those people. You gonna be one of those people? When I was six years old, I heard the gospel for the first time that I remember and it made sense. And I established a relationship with Jesus and he established one in me and we were off and running. And he has sought to strengthen me to establish me in the faith from that day forward. I've pushed back, I've fought back, I've questioned, I've run away, but here I am. And I don't have plans to run away anymore. I've been discouraged and I've been very discouraged recently, but I don't stay down very long because there's work to do, but it's
0: okay to get discouraged. Richard will be back in a moment to wrap up today's talk. But first, I want to share a couple of thoughts with you. Let's be honest. Real life isn't about living some highlight reel for others to see. Most people have deep hurts, questions, and struggles. Well, we get it, and we want to help you in any way we can. So let's keep this conversation going. You can give us a call anytime at 855-6-RICHARD or connect with us at our website, richardellistalks.com. You can even put in your prayer request right there on the prayer wall. Call us at 855-6-RICHARD or online at richardellistalks.com. And now let's get back to Richard with a final word on today's show. So my question to you is
1: when did you establish your relationship with Jesus? You say, well, what do you mean? I was born in a Christian home. That ain't going to get you anywhere. Where you were born in the issue, it's when and where you were born again. That's what makes you a Christian. That's where you establish a relationship. So let's start with that bunch first. In this room or beyond, you know for a fact you drop dead, you would not make heaven. So here's how you establish a relationship with God. You say, Father, I can't even figure out how this is even coming to me, but for some reason I get it. This whole thing about you dying, I get it. I'm a sinner. I will never deserve you or your heaven. I've screwed up. No hope for me. But I understand now that you love me, and in spite of all that, you care about me, and you sent your son Jesus, and he was willing to come, and he died on a cross, shed his blood, was buried and raised from the dead to pay for my sin, offer me eternal life, package deal, free gift. I'm reaching out, as it were, the hands of my heart, and I'm saying, yes, thank you. I accept you into my life, the forgiveness of my sins. Heaven, save me." And just like that, you establish a relationship that you never had or could have had with God any other way. Jesus said, I am not a way, a truth, a life. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. Big difference. There's no other way. And you've heard me say this ad infinitum. You say, well, it can't be that easy, Richard. And I always ask you this, easy for who? Easy for me, six years old. I just believed, changed my whole life, changed my whole future, my whole forever. And if there's nothing to this, I am the fool of fools because I have given my life to speaking nothing but this. I could be out there making money, buying planes, boats, big time. But as it turns out, it doesn't get any more big time than this. He is the big time. Now you say, well, I've already done that. I've established a relationship. Then are you allowing him to establish you, to strengthen you, to get you up on your two feet, strong, ready to go forward, not easily knocked down, not going to turn aside. You're here. You're going to make disciples like he left us here to do and move this thing forward, take the planet.
0: I pray that's your plan. You've been listening to Richard Ellis Talks. We really appreciate that you've spent this time with us, but we want to keep the conversation going with you. A couple of ways you can connect with us is by giving us a call anytime at 855-6-RICHARD. That's 855-6-RICHARD. Another way is through our website, richardellistalks.com. You can email us, sign up to get the daily talk sent to your phone each day, write on the prayer wall where we can pray for you, or even stay in touch through our Facebook page at Talk with Richard. We love bringing you the program every day, but it means even more to us when you let us know how the program has helped you. So call 855-6Richard or connect with us at our website, richardellistalks.com. Finally, if you enjoy the program, let us know by your generous support. It would really mean a lot to us, richardellistalks.com. So until next time, have a great day and thank you for listening to Richard Ellis Talks.